Hola mi gente. The moment you've been waiting for is finally here. My brand new book, Financially Lit, is officially out. And I can't wait for you to get your copy. Inside this book, I'm bringing you culturally relevant and relatable personal finance advice that will allow you to finally feel seen, heard, and understood. Whether it's the guilt you feel from being the first person to make it while members of your family are still struggling, or the way that financial trauma manifests itself in negative and limiting beliefs around money, Financially Lit is here to guide you through it all. Just a few years ago, it was almost impossible to find personal finance books written for first-generation wealth-building Latinas. We have been forced to navigate the complicated world of money with a bunch of money books written by old white dudes who don't understand what it's like for us first-gen kids. But that stops right here, right now. Inside Financially Lit, you will learn how to set boundaries with your familia, with your dinero, create and pass on generational wealth, diversify and increase your income, protect yourself from financial abuse, navigate the complicated relationship between amor and dinero, invest like a white dude or better, and so much more. You can get your hard copy and audiobook version of Financially Lit at financiallylitbook.com and make sure to join our email list so you can find out when I'm stopping in a city near you for the Financially Lit book tour. See you soon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Yo Quiero Dinero, a personal finance podcast for the modern Latinas. This ain't your abuelita's financial advice. I'm your host, Janice Torres Rodriguez, and I'm here to help you tackle grown woman business when it comes to all things dinner. We're going to talk about how to make it, keep it, and grow it. On that note, vamos. Hola, mi gente. Welcome back to another episode of Yo Quiero Dinero, the podcast. It's your host, Janice. And oh my gosh, y'all, this episode you're about to hear is like so fucking popping. I can't even handle it. We are going to be talking to Kim Parrales. And if you don't know who she is, you're about to find out. She is one of these people that I feel like the world just needs to know about because she's just doing amazing, amazing things. She is an entrepreneur. She is a full-time hustler. She is a creative that is putting out bilingual and Spanish language content out in the world. And she's just an overall inspiring person to me. And I feel like her story is the American story. So Before we get into our conversation with Kim, I just want to take a moment to say thank you for everyone who's been subscribing and sharing this podcast and the episodes. And thank you all for also joining me on Instagram this week for the Mindful Money Challenge. It has been effing hilarious. Like, I just don't even know what to do with y'all. This conversation that we've been having during the week about different mindful money topics has been cracking me the hell up. So thank you. And if you don't know what we're talking about, you need to be on Instagram and you need to follow Yo Quiero Dinero podcast because we are having a full on fucking party over there. So <laughs> um, 
now for our conversation with Kim. Like, let's just get into it. Kim Parrales is a full-time hustler, a marketing manager by day, and the millennial immigrant mind behind Vive Tu Vida, a creative outlet that shares mindfulish and bilingual reminders to inspire others to live life on their own terms. Kim, thank you so much for being here. All right, I'm so excited for our conversation because... Um, Honestly, I feel like you're one of these women out here that have you ever heard the term like big dick energy? Like, no. <laughs> no <laughs> okay, so this is the thing, right? So like I feel like it first came up like with Rihanna, because you know, there's just like people out in the world that like they walk into a room and they have a presence and like just they have this magnetism. And for me, like you're one of those people and oh. I love that about you. And so I feel like everybody needs to know this and know you because you just, you got that big dick energy. So thank you for being here. I love it. Thank <laughs> you. No, thank you for having me. I'm like super excited, you know, because okay. I love your podcast. I feel like I'm looking forward to all the new episodes. That's, you know, it's, it's really, really good uh, thing that you're doing here. So thank you so much for having me. Of course. All right. So let's dive into these questions because you have such an interesting story and we have a lot of ground to cover. So my first question for you is what was your relationship like with money growing up and how did you become first interested in personal finance? Because I know that's a thing that you've been focusing on as of late. Yeah. So, wow, money. Okay. So growing up, so I I grew up in, in Ecuador. I was born and raised there. Um, I lived there until I was like 17 years old, graduated from high school, and then came to the United States. But going back to Ecuador, um, you know, my family, we were not like poor or I don't, you know, that it's like that between middle class and poor, you know what I mean? Yeah, so we were you just, you were <laughs> <laughs> we were there you know there's not like I don't know what they call it now but we were there you know because you know there was a lot of people my friends that were middle class but I'm like I don't have what they have right so I could and I don't consider myself poor poor right yeah but anyway I have everything I needed so that's the important part so growing up you know we didn't have much but you know my grandparents they were always they always been kind of like the head of like uh, of the whole family. So my grandfather has, a, uh, well, he had because he just retired, but he had a business um, back in Ecuador. He used to make like um, uniforms for schools and stuff. So he had the business since I was born and he provided for everybody. You know, he made sure that all his kids go to school, you know, even for us, you know, like he will help us out. So he was kind of like my example, right? So the interesting thing about my grandfather is that he was very, very, how we say in Spanish, like tacaño, like very, <laughs> like, like very frugal with the money, you know? Mm-hmm. But hey, that's how he manages money. You know what I mean? Like he wouldn't spend tons of money or anything like that, but he had to, he wanted security for his family, right? So I saw that and I think like I observed that from him because with my mom and my dad, like, you know, my dad, you know, my parents got divorced when I was like 10 years old. So my, and then I saw my dad, how he used to spend money. He was, he always had money issues. So I knew that that wasn't the person that I was supposed to follow kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my mom was always the one working a lot. You know, once they got divorced, he had, she had to be, you know, like the mother and the father in that sense. Right. So I saw her always working, 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 working. So to me, when I saw my mom, it's like, okay, you have to work. You know what I mean? Like, the, like it's always about the hustle. Right. So anyway, so I, I kind of, so my grandfather's this person, I'm like, oh, you know, has business, he had money, you know, it, all this stuff. So I wanted to be like him, right? So, um, 
then uh, when my parents got divorced, you know, obviously, you know, my mom, they had to work two jobs and we didn't really have much. So whenever I wanted to go to the movies or, you know, buy my stuff, like I felt bad asking her for money, you know, mm-hmm. like, at a very early age, like I, I was always very conscious about about that. Like, OK, she had enough money to provide for food, for for clothes, but that's it. Right. Yeah. And I felt bad asking her for extra stuff so whenever I go to my father he will say no to me you know and one time I mean this is very silly but one time I needed money to go somewhere for school and he said no to me that same day my sister comes home and she asked him money to go to the movies and he gave her 15 dollars right okay and I was like oh my god I just asked you for six dollars and you couldn't give it to me so I was like you know what this is the last time I'm gonna ask my father you know for money Mm -hmm. but what did I do I said you know what I can't work because in Ecuador you can't work like here that you can go to you know work in McDonald's or a store right over there you start working when you graduate from like college you know Uh (laughs) it's very different so I was like how can I make money so I'm I'm in I'm here like in uh high school right so I see people selling chocolates like Hershey stuff like that but it was a lot of people selling you know at school and I was like you know what I can't be selling the same thing what can I do you know something similar to make my money so one day um I brought a sandwich that my mom made for me like a tuna sandwich and everybody like you know I will, I will share with my friends they be like oh my god this sandwich is so good blah 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 and they're like, oh, man, if they sell the same sandwiches in the cafeteria. Because in the cafeteria, they had like, um, they had, it's kind of like a little store where you can buy lunch, right? Mm-hmm. They had like the sandwiches and they were selling like super like expensive and they were not that great. So I was like, huh, maybe I can start selling sandwiches. No <laughs> so, shit. yeah. So, you know, that's just like entrepreneur, you know, early. Yo, like, you were like born a hustler, man. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> I was. So, then I was like, you know what? I'm going to start making sandwiches. So I went home and I told my mom about it. I was like, teach me how to make them, how you make them, right? Because it's not hard, but I she makes them a way that people like it, right? So I started with, um, I started with, it was like with chicken sandwiches, I think. It was like with lettuce and mayo. And she bought the first batch of ingredients for me, right? So because, you know, obviously I didn't have money. So she bought them for me. She's like, after that, you're on your own. And I'm like, okay. So she taught me how to make, you know, how to cook the, you know, like the chicken, how to boil, how to make sure um, that the lettuce, you know, like I will cut it the night before. I will cut it, chop it. And then she gave me this trick to put it in water. So for the next morning, it will be crispy, you know, like crisp mm-hmm. and like crunchy. So it wasn't like not soggy. Yeah. So I was like, ha. Huh. So I would prepare everything the night before and then wake up like an hour earlier so I could like actually prepare them. You know what I mean? Like kind of like mix it and everything. So um, I made my first batch. It was like just a bag of, you know, of, uh, of sandwiches and they sold out like no joke. The first 15 minutes of the first period. Wow. So, yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm going places. <laughs> so, um, you know, every day I will bring more, more, more. So then I started being like, okay, now I have to make two badges. So I make two bags. So um, the thing is that it was not, um, I don't want to say legal, but it was not like uh, allowed. They were not allowing to sell stuff outside mm-hmm. of that. So I could have gotten in trouble. So um, one day, the um, you know, we have this thing called inspectors. It's like people, like deans, you know, they go around and try to inspect if you bring a, a cell phone or if you have like stuff, you know, they, they just check everything mm-hmm. in school. 
so they told us that um, they were coming. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do? They're going to find out my badge and my bag. <laughs> so I was like, I told my classmates, I mean, listen, I'm going to give you a sandwich each. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you can buy them for me. And then they did that, you know. So, you know, that's how I was like kind of hiding. Because the, the funny part is that my dad was an English teacher at that school. And he was part of the discipline committee. <laughs> but you will find out. I was like, done. So anyway, so, you know, like I did it for a couple, a few months. And then people from other classrooms were coming up. And I'm like, okay, this is too much, right? And then... They started like saying, hey, you know, can I pay you later? Can I pay you later? And then at the end, they wouldn't pay me. So I stopped selling. I was like, you know what? These people are not paying me. I'm not. I'm not. So I, I stopped for like maybe a couple of weeks. And then people was like, oh, come on, start selling them again. So I started. But then like senior year came and, and you know, it's tough. You have to do a lot of research, a lot of like, you know, uh, exams. So I didn't have the time anymore, you know, to make it. So I stopped, you know. But, you know, I made money. So I, I used the money to, you know, obviously invest in my little business, you know, in my little thing. But then also like, oh, I could use it to go to like, uh, if I wanted to buy clothes for myself, or if I wanted to go to the movies or so that was my that was my first thing, you know. Yeah, that was your first like venture into business and understanding how that whole thing works. Exactly. And then also on top of that, I, I was also working with my grandfather. So in the summers, you know, my friends will go to, you know, they will travel this and that, but I couldn't, you know, we didn't have money. So what we used to do, go and, and work with my grandfather at his business. Yeah. <laughs> so I learned and, and sometimes he will leave me there with like the rest of the people that were like working there, you know, and I learned, I learned a lot, you know, kind of like, oh, how to take orders, you know, this and that, like, because, um, you know, he used to manufacture, you know, kind of clothing. So I used to also like help him kind of like, you know, sewing like buttons or stuff like that, cutting things. So I learned a little bit of that. So I saw that side of the business and I, it really interested me at an early age, you know, so I was like, oh, I could do this, you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like I had the little background, you know, seeing my grandfather's, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, business and that size. So kind of like always had it in me, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. So at the early age, you know, I really, I, I knew that money wasn't like there. So I had to be very, very conscious of like how I spend it, mm -hmm. you know? Okay. So, so yeah. So that's how, you know, like money was for me growing up. So when you came to the U S you were how old? 17. Okay, so you were basically coming here for college. Yeah, that was like a family, I guess, thing, like tradition, because my aunt did the same thing. You know, she graduated over there, you know, high school and then come for college. So it was my turn. You know, I, I wasn't happy, obviously, with, with that. But, you know, at the end, you know, my, I knew my parents were in a kind of like a quote unquote better life or better future for for me so I was like you know what I had to do it you know it was a big sacrifice because you know living in, in Ecuador for so many years you know you 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 build a life you know kind of you know your friends you know you know everything there and then coming to our country that is totally different the language is different you know it's a it, it wasn't a cultural shock for me you know I feel like once I I came and then I kind of understood like the lifestyle. I feel like I fit in because I always wanted to be independent. You know, like for me, being able to come here at 17 and being able to work, I was like, oh my God, I'm in heaven, you know, because I always wanted to do it in Ecuador, but in Ecuador, they don't let you work at that age, you know? Mm -hmm. So it, it was a good thing in a sense, you know? So yeah. So you can you talk a little bit about that journey of you coming here and doing, you know, your schooling and kind of how that created the career path that you're on now? Wow, I feel like it's been a long time. 
<laughs> so, all right. So when I, I came to United States at 17, I came in the winter. It was February. Yeah. So I was a little late to start college right away. Right. So I missed one semester, let's say. So uh, I I came and I was living with my two aunts. Um, and then um, for the first month, I think I was just like trying to learn English on my own. You know, I was at home by myself. And then uh, my aunt got me a job at her at the company she was working at. They needed like an accounts payables person. Did I know accounting? No, but somehow I think she believed I could do the job. So she recommended me and I learned, you know, it's not, it wasn't that hard. So I learned the job and that was my first job. And my first paycheck was really, really nice. You know, for 17, I was like, Oh, you know, I'm like, I'm living the life, you know, because a lot of people will start working at stores. You know, I didn't like, I started at a company, you know, which yeah. was great. So that was a big advantage for me. So I worked there for a few months. Uh, then, um, my aunt left the company. I continued there, but it was a really long commute. So at some point, I was like, you know what? Um, I'm going to have to stop coming here because then I, I was going to start college. And I didn't have a car back then. So it was going to be a very, very long commute for me, you know, in the bus. You know, it was impossible. So I had to leave the company. And um, and then I started working in New York with my other aunt, right? Uh, she works, she worked in the, like in the fashion industry in a sense. So um, she needed like just, some help at the office and you know organizing going with her to appointments and stuff so that's what I did for for the hot summer so then obviously because I was starting in school um I couldn't come to New York so um I had to find another job so I put my my resume in monster's job and uh because I had experience in accounts payables uh this company found me and they called me and they wanted to interview me so I, I was like yeah sure and I was like super close you know it was in New Jersey it was like it was great so I went for the interview um they liked me and they uh they were like okay we, we want you in so I'm like oh my god that's great so in the midst of everything you know I had um some uh, like personal you know like issues with my family you know I I was very independent and I they couldn't really understand that because you know coming from a Latino you know household you know especially my aunts you know they never really had like someone to take care of and and they they thought that they had the responsibility you know to take care of you know like they 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 promised my parents that they were going to take care of me so they took that job very seriously in a sense so they were very I guess um overprotective okay so very typical of latino households very typical you know and i don't now that i'm older like i see why but in the moment i didn't see it i was 18 years old now and i, I started school i wanted to go with my new friends because i didn't have friends in my age my friends or the people that i knew were my aunt's friends you know okay. <laughs> so it was like there were older people you know and I didn't have a problem hanging out with older people but I wanted to hang out with people of my age right so you know once you start college you start meeting people let's go to parties let's go today I couldn't do that you know because they're like no 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 uh, no so I had to like sneak out you know I had to like do so many things and then at some point uh it got really really bad you know our relationship so I had to move out so where I was gonna move out I didn't know I and um one day, you know, I was talking to my best friend in the bus and telling her about like all this stuff, you know, they wanted to send me back to Ecuador because, you know, they couldn't take it, you know, it was like a lot of pressure for them, you know, so 
a girl, I mean, this is super personal, but this girl, um, her, overheard our conversation and she was like, oh, listen, like, uh, for her conversation and I, uh, and I'm sorry that you're going through all this stuff. He's like, but well, you know, I live in this, this place. It's a, it's a program provided by, by the government or by the state and where, you know, they, um, they help you out. So I could maybe tell them about you to see if they can help you out. So that's what she did, you know, and, um, they interviewed me. And they said that I was um, that I, I was able to stay with them. So basically, this is a pro. It's a, like a youth program for kids that don't have a place to stay. But they usually they usually do it for kids that are under, you know, like uh, you know, like um, DIFIS, like back then, you know, like mm-hmm. the services. Yeah. So services, yeah. yeah, the child protect- they have like issues that they're removed from homes and stuff like that. But I didn't have that any issues, you know, like I just didn't have a place to stay like I was homeless in a sense. Mm-hmm. not really homeless because I was still with my aunt but I didn't have enough money to like support myself you know so but somehow God knows the universe knows how to do things this ladies accepted me you know and I was like sure they're like okay but you have to move in next week and I'm like oh my god what I'm gonna do so I told my my aunt about it it was a really big issue they thought that I was gonna live in a like in a in a homeless shelter Mm-hmm. and all this stuff so it was a lot of pressure going on I was in finals it was just I was super stressed I spoke with my mom who was in Ecuador and she was like listen Mija like if you think this is the right choice you know for you I give you my blessing and I trust that you're gonna be okay so that's all I needed my mom's blessing and I was like screw everybody else you know I'm doing this I'm doing this <laughs> I'm 18 years old I don't know but I'm doing it you know so I did that Instead, because my aunt wanted to send me back to Ecuador, you know, so I was like, no, my mom was like, you can't come back, like you have to finish this stuff, you know, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's what I did. I moved to this program, and it's basically like an apartment. They have like three rooms where, um, and two rooms they were they were shared with other girls, and they had like a living room. They had like it's a whole apartment. It's so, like a dorm almost. It's a dorm almost, right? So the <laughs> the interesting thing is that in that building, you know, the apartment was in the bottom, offices were in the bottom, and then on the other two floors, there there was an actual homeless shelter for kids. Oh, wow. so, yeah but you know I didn't have a problem with that but my first night no joke I saw a bunch of cops outside because some of the kids will go AWOL like you know some of these kids had a bracelet so they couldn't get out of the premises like a certain you know like certain distance mm-hmm. so they went out of the distance and the cops come immediately I, it was just a lot of commotion I was like oh wow so I wasn't scared I was just like I'm like what's happening you know but staying at that place opened up my eyes so much to the world you know because you know even though like in Ecuador we didn't really have money or anything like that like I was always surrounded by my family like my, my mom tried we were living in a place where we were not exposed to so many things you know what I mean like that so me coming here it was to, to, to this program it was like wow I, I met kids from different paths you know like some of them were removed from their homes some of them even had kids already that they were removed from from them so in order for them to get them back they had to go through this program you know some of them had like you know um they were uh, uh, like uh, they had like alcohol problems you know all these things and I'm like you know what I'm really blessed that I don't I'm not going through that but at the same time you know I'm grateful that I'm able to to meet them you know 
yeah. because it, it's yeah so it was it was um it was an eye opener and in the beginning I was with another girl then that that girl left then I was by myself for a whole month and new girls were starting to come in and it was just like a lot <laughs> to take in because they all were they all had different personality I was the oldest one there you know so it was mm-hmm. a lot of things so then um you know, a whole year passed. So through that year, you know, like these ladies in the, in the in the program, they help us, you know, because it's not only, okay, this is a place for you to stay, but in order for you to stay in this program, you have to have a job and you have to go to school, you know, and then you have to present your your paycheck and you have to say, save at least 10% of your paycheck and they oh, wow. monitor. So I they also helped me in my financial, you know, path, you know, like er, early age, you know. Um, because they want to make sure that you're not just spending your money and you had a little cushion for yourself. So, um, they also help you, you know, like once a week, we will have like a little workshop that will even teach us to cook or teach us how to do certain things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're just preparing you for real life. Basically. Yeah, exactly. So a year and a half passed or a, a year, I think. And the, the ladies, the social workers were like, okay, Kim, um, you, um, you're ready. You're going to go to your four-year college because I was already like finishing my, you know, uh, my, my college, you know, like I was, I went to Brigham Community College and then I just did a year and a half. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to transfer, right. To start my actual degree. Right. So they were like, okay, we're going to help you. What do you want to do? Do you want to want us to help you get funds for a dorm or do you want to see if you can get an apartment? right it will be kind of like section eight right for like young people mm-hmm. so i don't decide then i'm thinking okay if i'm working at this job where you know i'm getting a paycheck and all this stuff and i don't have a car then i have to dorm like then i will have to switch jobs you know like what i'm gonna do right so maybe it's better if i get the section eight you know like the apartments and the way i could like still be independent and I don't have to wait until I graduate to get out of the house you know what I mean so I was mm-hmm. just like you know what? let me just get the apartment so they helped me find an apartment I was paying literally like $300 for rent you know um and, and yeah so then I got a car too at that point you know because I had to commute from my job and to to the school so now going back to the the job that I you know I was hired to you know they allow me to um go to my class and then come back to the office, which was great, you know, so that helped me out. And uh, yeah, so I did my degree, I did my degree in communications with a concentration in public relations, and while still working full time, you know, and I was also because I always feel like I needed to make more money, you know, like, for me, it was like, I have to save, I have to save, right? Mm-hmm. I found a job in the weekends at a deli. <laughs> so I was like the cashier there, you know, so I had like little jobs everywhere. Um, and, uh, yeah, so then I graduated from, uh, from college and at the job that I was at, they told me, okay, Kim, like, what do you want to do? He's like, we can, I know that you may want to like go and explore other things. Cause at that, at that time I was doing customer service. So um, they were like, but you know, we can give you opportunities, you know, like the company's growing. So there are opportunities here. Maybe you can do a little bit more of like what you want. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Maybe sales or this and this and that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to stay. So I stay there. Then um, we moved to another location at the company. I was still doing customer service. Then the owners of the company decided to buy uh, to buy a land um, and then build a new building. You know, from the ground up. So my my boss at that time was like, "Okay, Kim, um, 
listen, I want you to come here because it was like an hour away from my house, right? So he's like, I know it's a, it's a, it's it's far and everything, but I want you to come with us. So I want to offer you the customer service manager position. And I'm like, oh, okay. So obviously they gave me more money and that better, you know, position, all this stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this, right? Um, yeah, so I took that, I took the offer for a, a few years and, um, in the midst of everything, I started a, 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 a project that it was called Locks of Promise. So what I was doing is that I was, um, hand stamping, uh, locks, you know, with like inspirational messages, like, I don't know, like be brave for love or all this stuff. And I was selling it, you know, uh, to people and People love the concept because at the same time, you know, I was not only selling it, but I was like putting um, 50% of the profits towards a non-for-profit organization. So mm-hmm. that every month I will, I will partner up with a non-for-profit and then we'll come up with a little program where we can kind of like put the money towards to, right? So it, it was great. You know, that was my little, my, my first well, my first baby was the sandwiches, right? <laughs> but I would, that was, this was kind of like the the, the your first legit business Jade. that you're not yeah. gonna get shut down for violating. Exactly, business. exactly. Yeah, it was legit. I had a website. I registered, you know, all this stuff. So it, I did it for like uh, almost two years, and then I started selling apparel and stuff like that, and it was like going super good. But then when um, I got the manager position, you know, started getting rough to kind of juggle that job and the hustle and you know it it's really hard you know to have a hustle on the side you know and people's like oh you have all these hours if Beyonce no No. (laughs) don't tell me about Beyonce because I don't have the same hours as Beyonce okay like so you know so (laughs) and I don't have the kind of money to hire help to manage the rest of my life exactly you know it's just no anyway um (laughs) but you know if you if you want to do something you do it that's for sure Okay, yep. so figure it out. Like, don't compare me to Beyonce. So the thing, <laughs> so, so I was like, okay, trying to juggle. So I said, you know what? Um, let me let me put this on the side, right? So I'm like, let me take a break. So I took the break. Then I wanted to come when I wanted to come back to it. I couldn't. I I I felt that I lost the inspiration, mm-hmm. and um. And I didn't know at that time, because I've always been so like self-motivated, you know, always been on my grind, you know, feeling that it was very strange for me. I'm like, what is going on? You know, this and that. So I was trying to figure, figure it out, you know, then now looking back, you know, I think like I, I went through like a mini depression, you know, I'm like, I self-diagnosed myself, but then like looking out, I, I did go through that, you know, because I will cry sometimes, I will get frustrated, I will talk to God. I'm like, what is going on? Like, why am I feeling this way? Like, I, it was like a lot of anxiety. But then, you know, I said, you know what? I can't think like this. This is not healthy for me. So I decided to take a break of, from thinking that. And I started traveling more, you know, to kind of do something different. And then I realized, you know, after doing some self-introspection, I was like, I feel like, you know, sometimes the universe or God puts things in your heart uh, for you to execute, to go with it. But everything has kind of like, not everything, but some things have an expiration date, right? It, mm-hmm. had to, it had to serve a purpose. Once it served the purpose, it, then that's it. You close that chapter and then you move to the other chapter. Right. For me, 
it was hard to understand that or to admit that because I feel ashamed. I feel like if I if I close the chapter, I was uh, disappointing not only myself, but I was disappointing other people. Because everybody will ask me, oh, how's your luck doing? Like, everybody knew me as the luck lady, you know? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> out there, you're always like, oh, you know, you do, you're the girl with the luck, right? This, 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 that. And I'm like, yeah, he's like, oh, how's it going? You're still doing that? Da, da, da. And I'm, every time they will ask me, I feel even, ah, oh, like, you know, like someone was like punching me on my stomach, you know? Like, oh, you know, and I feel very ashamed because I'm like, I didn't, I don't know how to look at them in the eyes. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing it. Or no, I'm not because of this, you know? So, mm-hmm. It took me a while to be at peace with that. And then I was like, you know what? Looking back, I, you know, with Locks of Promise, I did so many great things. You know, I did not only inspire people, you know, but I also help other people. So I was like, you know what? It served the purpose. I think it's time for me to make peace with that. And, and, and that's it, you know, and say goodbye. And it was hard. It was really hard because I was my first, you know, legit, you know, baby. And and I, I felt like, you know, I kind of, you know, I, I don't know, like I, I maybe I felt like I was like a loser. You know, like when you, you try to do something, you know, go through it and you're like, oh, man, people are going to, what are people going to say about me? But then I'm like, you know what? Screw people. You know, at the end of the day, yeah. I'm the one. <laughs> I'm the one that put all the, the hard work and I'm glad and I'm very grateful and blessed that people support it. But I need to make, I need to be happy, you know, and this is not making me happy right now. So I closed down the, uh, the website and all that, you know, and that's it. And now that people ask me, you know, because it's still after all these years, people still ask me about the locks, you know, I'm like, you know what? No, I just moved into something else, you know? So that was, you know, that was my first thing. And then, you know, I made peace with it. I, I was like kind of idle with and that, you know, kind of like in my ventures for a little bit. And, um, yeah. And then after that, um, you know, I continued working in the company, you know, that I'm still working now. And, um, yeah, I don't know if I missed anything. <laughs> no. So, okay. So you are, you're transitioning your you know, personal project, your passion, you're traveling more, mm-hmm. you're moving up in your company. And then you have an epiphany after speaking with a friend, right? Yeah. Okay. So can you talk about that? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, well, first of all, I think I, I missed the part that I'm not doing customer service anymore at the company. <laughs> okay. So maybe we want to talk about that a little bit. <laughs> so, oh, for sure. yeah. So what, what happened was that, um, you know, I was working there, you know, it was great and all that, but I feel like I was not moving. I was not doing what I wanted to do, you know? Um, so for like maybe a couple of years, I was thinking, you know what? I should just quit my job. Like really, what am I doing? You know, like whatever, but you know, <laughs> no big deal, big deal, you know, <laughs> no, but it's scary. It's scary because, you know, we have bills to pay, you know, people are depending on us, you know, all this stuff because, you know, I help, I still help my mom. I was helping my siblings back then too. So it was a lot of pressure on me. You know, I feel like I was a head, like I don't have kids. I'm not married, but I feel like I had a family, you know, like to support. So I was like, I think especially like Latino households place so much emphasis on your identity as like a worker. Right. Like if you're not working, you're like useless as a human being. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what I want to do? Like, but anyway, so I was like, you know what? That's it. So um, back uh, a couple, like after the whole Locks of Promise thing, you know, I um, I have a best friend that I grew up with in Ecuador and she has her own company. She's a jewelry designer and she was in school. So, um, she needed to do kind of like a project and uh, she needed to build like a, a whole brand. 
from from scratch. So she, she asked me for help. She's like, oh, you know, I really like, you know, your creativity and stuff like that. Help me. And I'm like, yeah, sure. So we both created this this whole brand. And it was basically um, a company that was going to work with the artisans in, in Ecuador, you know, helping them, you know, selling, you know, the products that they make by hand and help also with the profits that we get from that. We will like put, put, uh, put it towards them to help them with, you know, their development. You know, it could, it, it could have been like, you know, uh, maybe a class in finance, a class in, I don't know, business management and stuff like that, you know? So we wanted to do that whole thing. And she presented that and her final and everybody loved, loved it. They were like, Oh my God, you should do it. Like you should make it a reality, blah, blah, blah. So we were like, Hmm, maybe we should do it. Right. So we're like, yeah, let's try it, you know. But, you know, she was busy. You know, I'm here in the United States. She then got married. She was going to Israel. So it was like a, a lot of things. So we put it like kind of on the side. Then a year after passed, we were like, you know what? We should definitely do this. That's it. You know, like we need to. And we wanted to kind of do something with our country, right? Because, you know, even though I'm, I'm living here, I'm still proud of being Ecuadorian. You know, like I love my country, my culture and everything. So I, I feel like I wanted to to be the representative of, of it, you know, here in a sense, right? You know, mm-hmm. so, uh, and I love everything that is handmade. Yeah, that's my thing. So I was like very passionate. So I was like, you know what? Let's just do it. So <laughs> um, I said, you know what? In order for us to achieve that, this, we need to go to Ecuador and spend a good time like doing research, you know, with the materials, you know, with the people that we want to work with. You know, it's a, it's a big, big thing. So when I bought, Right. If we're living in these countries, we can't do it. So we're like, yeah, we need to do it. Let's set up a time and 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 um the beginning of next year we'll go. And I'm like, that's it. So around the same time, I was like, you know what? <sighs> I'm done with my job. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> let me make this plan. I'm gonna go to Ecuador for a month, right? After I come back, I'm not going back to my to my job. I'm just gonna like figure it out. And I didn't want to like I didn't want to work for another company because it will be the same thing. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to do what everybody's doing. I'm going to do Uber. I'm going to do my, you know, I'm a Zumba instructor too. So I was like, I'm going to do like a lot of Zumba classes. So I'm like, okay, adding the math. I'm like, if I do this certain amount of classes and I do this certain amount of, of hours in Uber, I could be okay. You know? <laughs> so that was you're, my... You're just rationalizing this whole situation to yourself. Exactly. Was it going to be a good plan? God knows. But you know what? <laughs> I was willing, I was willing to take that risk because I just, I wanted to be happy. You know, I wanted to be free. Right. right. So um, I go one day and I was like, that's it. I'm done. So I was doing a lot of research, how to quit, how to tell your boss, you know, <laughs> because, you know, I never had, I've been, a, I was at the company for 10 years back then. You wow. know? I had never had to quit a job in 10 years and yeah. it's hard. And then the relationship that I have with my boss, it's, we, it's not only like professional, but also like, you know, he's like kind of like a, like a big brother to me. Right. You know, mm-hmm. so, you know, like I didn't feel like I, I could just tell him, Hey, I'm leaving or I'm going to hear my two week notice. Like I couldn't, you know, everybody would tell me, yeah, it's okay. You know, like if, if, if you, um, if you were gone, you know, they're going to replace, you know, like the typical thing that they tell you, you know, to be kind of yeah. upfront. And I'm like, no, like I, I know they will replace me, but I, that's not the type of person I am, you know? So, 
I was giving him literally three months notice <laughs> because in that sense, I'm like, okay, I can save money, you know, and stuff. So I, <laughs> yeah. that's my whole plan. So I go one day, I am so nervous. I'm sweating. I needed to go to the bathroom. I, you don't understand, <laughs> you know? And one of the things that I did right before I went into the office, I listened to, you know, Gary V. Um, he has this, one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online store shop phase to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dinero, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dinero now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dinero. Video about, I don't know, you know, he's always telling you, go do the shit. Get your fucking shit together just like that. <laughs> yeah, so I, like, he's, I, call him, I call him, you know, every time I post something about him, like Uncle Gary V. I feel like he's my uncle. So... <laughs> You know, I was like, I need to listen to him so he can, like, push me because I'm about to, like, shit on my pants right now. So (laughs) there was a video that he's talking about. If you want to quit your job, just fucking quit your job. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. (laughs) So I did that. And I was like, all right, I'm ready. But I wasn't even ready to do it in the morning. So I waited that whole day. Oh, my God. No way, girl. I would have thrown up on myself. I I threw up. I think I I don't even know what I did to myself. I had an anxiety like the whole day. I don't even. Anyway, I did that to myself. That's what I do. You know, sometimes I'm a massacre. So so then I go and I go into his office. It was like after some people left, you know, and he, and I'm like, I need to talk to you. So and obviously I wasn't even direct. I'm a storyteller, so I'm here making this whole story. Right? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, listen, you know, like you know it's getting very busy it's like a few of us in the department we need another person and this and that he's like oh yeah I know I'm aware this and that you know we can't take it and I was like you know and also 
I I want to I'm going to go to Ecuador for a month in January. You know, that was in October when I was I told him and he was like a month, you know, and I'm like, I had never taken more than 10 days vacation, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> ever, ever. So imagine a month and I have the vacation. I have a month vacation. You know what I mean? I have 30 days. So but I've never had to say that. So he was like, what? And I'm like, yeah, you know, and I explained to him what I wanted to do. And he's always been super supportive. Like, even when I had lots of promise, he used to buy necklaces for me for the girls in the office. You know, he was oh, wow. Yeah, he's, awesome. he's great, you know. So I told him that. And then he's like, okay. And he's like, all right, you know what? If we hire someone else and, you know, you can train them this three months and then you go to Ecuador. Then when you come back, you know, there's going to be more people. And then I'm like, yeah, the thing is that I'm not coming back. <laughs> that was me. That was me quitting, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I didn't. I was. And he goes like, I don't think he processed it. And he just goes like, what? You know. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, hear me out. You know, like, don't say anything. And I just told him like, I was super, super honest. And I feel like that's what he appreciates about me. That I'm like, I. This is who I am. Like the way that I'm talking to you. This is the way when I have like this personal like conversations. Like I talk to him like that. You know. Like I'll be like, listen. I feel this way, like I, you know, I am really grateful. I was really grateful with a company, you know, that allowed me to go to school when I was in college, you know, and come back and do this and like the flexibility because a lot of companies don't do that, you know, you know, whenever, whenever, even like whenever I had to move to a new apartment, he will come and he told the guys, Hey, let's use the van and he will help me move my things. You know, it was, it's my second family. So that's why I, 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 I feel the need and that I needed to, you know, like, be be like that with him you know like I couldn't just say okay bye you know here my two weeks notice Mm -hmm. no I couldn't so yeah that makes yeah so then I I I explained to him my reasons and this and that like I wasn't really like happy anymore you know with what I'm doing and I didn't know where else I could move you know so he was like okay you know he's like no I understand he's like you know I always support you I don't want you to go obviously but if this is what you want, he's like, I'm going to have to support you, you know? So I told him, listen, maybe there's three months I could train people. And I, after I come back from Ecuador, maybe I could come back as like part-time as a consultant or something like that. You know, me trying to still have like some money, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he was like, okay, yeah, that's a good idea. You know, because we're going to need it, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, great. So a couple of weeks pass or something like that. And then the, the CEO from the company, you know, he's in, from Italy. He comes and, um, you know, he comes from, I don't know, some events that were happening and blah, blah, blah. Obviously, I didn't tell nobody about this at work. I told him not to tell nobody yet because I didn't want people to be asking me questions and me talking mm-hmm. about it. No, like just whenever I leave, I leave and that's it. So he, my boss calls me and he's like, oh, walk with me here and uh, towards his car. And he was like, um, He's like, I know you told me not to tell nobody, but I needed to tell, you know, the CEO because he appreciates you, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he wants to offer you something. And I'm like, great, let me go. (laughs) I was like, can you just let me go? So I was like, okay. So the next morning we met up and uh, sat me down. This guy's talking to me in Italian, you know, and I understand, you know, like I I communicate. So I was like, he's like, he looks at me. He's like, Kimberly. And I'm like, yes. And he was like what is this that you want to, everything in Italian with his hands, like, yeah, 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 you know, so he's like, what is this that you want to leave? And, and then he's like, no, now talking seriously, like, I understand that for a person like you that's been so long in this company, you know, 
you know, for you to want it to leave because you're not happy with your job, right? And I said, yeah. And then he started talking about your things, you know, like Italians like to talk a lot, you know, romanticize everything. <laughs> so I'm here just like, just tell me, you know? So he's like, listen, we don't have a marketing department because I did tell my, my boss that the only way that I could like kind of like stay if I was doing something that I like and I love marketing is always being my thing. Right. So mm-hmm. but we never had a marketing department. We had like an agency doing. So he was like, oh, you know, we're planning to have a like a, a junior marketing. Person. You know, they always talk. And I was like, ah, you know, whatever. I don't care. So now with with the CEO, he's like, listen, we don't have a marketing department and we need one. You know, the company's growing this and that. And I feel, we feel that you will be the perfect person. You've been here for so long. You know, the customers, you know, you know, the product, you, you, you know, cause I done a little bit of everything. The company I have learned logistics, accounting, customer service, everything, you know, in production, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I observed as much as I could, you know, and, and now it's like, okay, what better job is marketing? Like, you know, it the inside and out of the company so I was just like okay so he's like and you know I want you to you know he, he was pretty much explaining like all the things they want me to do and telling me all the things that were gonna give me and stuff he's like, okay you know what think about it before I leave and and give me an answer you know on Monday that was like a Thursday and I was like okay great mm-hmm. so I'm here sitting down and at some point um he did mention about like what I told my boss about me wanting to start my own thing, you know, going to Ecuador and this and that. And he, he did say something kind of like, Oh, you know, it's hard to start your own thing. And that. so when that conversation finished and I was able to be by myself, I was like thinking about the whole thing. And I was like, I don't know what to do because although the offer sounds very, very appealing, I feel that he was there. He, was trying to buy me, you know, in a sense, kind mm-hmm. of like buy me my dream. You know, mm-hmm. I, and that was my ego talking, okay? You know, I admit that. You know, my ego talking be like, oh, he doesn't believe in my stuff. He believes that I can't do it. You know what? I'm going to prove you wrong. That's my thing, right? <laughs> but then I was like, you know, calm down, Kimberly. You know, so, <laughs> so then I started like talking with a few key people in my life. You know, one of them, my uncle. No, Uncle Gary V, obviously. <laughs> but my actual, <laughs> uncle, my actual uncle, he's been my mentor for all these years, you know. So I, I kind of, told him he's like Kim you know this is amazing it's a great opportunity he's like you know what if you do a step to take it which I think you should because you're gonna learn so much um you should lay out everything you want everything you can ask them anything because at this point if they don't get if they say no it's okay you already quit so it's kind of like the balls in your court you know what I mean they're the ones losing more than anything else and I'm like that's true so I sat down by myself and I was like the pros, the cons, my conditions, everything. And I was like, you know what? The fact that they're, they offer me, you know, to pay, they offer to pay for any like classes, any like personal development courses and everything. For me, that's key. Education for me, it's like self-development is key. So I was like, oh my God, you know, that would be amazing, you know? So that's a big deal. It is a big deal. You know, I wish they could have offered me that in college so I didn't have like my student loans, but okay. <laughs> but whatever. So I was like, okay, you know what? I am going to do this. I'm going to give it a chance. You know, I'm going to see a couple years. I see, you know, you never know. I'm going to learn as much as possible. And, you know, and then that's it. I could take all the information, all the education that I'm getting, you know, and put it towards my own ventures. Right. So um, I was like, okay, you know, I, I accepted, I put my conditions, they accepted, and, and yeah, so I became the marketing manager, and, um, and that was a big thing, you know, because I, I, I don't know, I didn't, I never saw it, right, because it's, it's an Italian company, it's mostly, you know, 
all the managers are men, you know, it's really hard. I'm Latina, a woman, you know, to be kind of there, it's a big deal, you know, and I never saw it that way because I feel like, oh, you know, it's especially with men, you know, Italian men, they're all like, oh, you know, it's their own thing. It's, it's own a thing. very machista culture. Yes. The Latino It culture. is. And I always feel like, oh, like I had to kind of like, you know, you know, when you want to reach, I'm like, hello, you know, I'm here, you know? So I was like, oh, why is this Italian guy? You know, like, you know, sometimes you feel like, you know, like, why are you here? You know, like, I, mm-hmm. not, I don't want to sound, you know, like conceited or anything like that. But I'm like, you know what? I think I'm smarter than you. You know, like, why? <laughs> why are you getting you paid? You absolutely are. So that's number one. Yeah. Because you literally hustled your way into creating a position that did not exist at your company. Yeah. And you built, like, your dream career. Yeah. By just knowing your worth and not accepting anything less than what you know you deserve right yeah and that's a huge lesson for people to take away from this episode that it's like don't let anybody like make you feel smaller than you are like if you know who you are and you know what you want like fucking go for it until there's that's it until it's done because like the only thing that stops a lot of people is just the mentality that it's like oh well I should be grateful for what I have and not ask for anything more and it's like no fuck that that's crazy. Yeah. And you know, it's funny that you say that because my mom, you know, I love my mom. She's also, she's all, she's also like, she's hardworking. Like, I don't know if it's like a hustle or hustle like me, you know, but even when I will say no, like I'm going to leave because of this, I deserve this and this and that. She was like, but Omiha, he's like, you know, be grateful. Exactly. You know, be grateful that you have a job. A lot of people would like to be in your position. I'm like, no, I want more, you know? So, and even in the Latino culture, you know, sometimes our parents, they, they just, like, they put them in our, our head. Like, they're scared. They're scared. Be like, no, you're fine. They, like, feel, they feel comfortable. You know, being comfortable is good. At least you have this. You know, think about these people. They would like to be in your shoes. And, this. and I'm, you know, I'm fully aware of that. Like, I am grateful for what I have. But I want more, too. Why not? You know, like, I know that I, yes, I'm comfortable here. But at the same time, like, I want to. I want to explore all those things because I know that I could be up there. You know what I mean? So I have the same conversations with my mom because every time like I've gone for a job promotion or something and she's like, the first question is not like, you know, oh, like, what do you get out of this? It's like, Ay, pero por qué, mija? Like, tú no estás contenta, ¿dónde estás? And I'm just like, ma, like, no, like, I'm pushing for shit. Like, I'm not trying to be average. This is not a thing for me. Exactly. And when I get comfortable... I get anxiety. Like, I don't like being in a position long enough to feel like that. I just know everything. Because then I'm not growing. Exactly. And I think that's also a lesson for folks to take away about you is that you became a jack of all trades at your company. So, like, you became so valuable because you knew everything. And they knew, like, the amount of time you put in and just the amount of experience that you had, like, was not something they could afford to lose. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm grateful that they, um, they saw that, you know what I mean? Like, and that says a lot about them too, because I never thought they will, I knew my boss appreciated me, you know, and stuff like that. But I didn't, I didn't think like the CEO (laughs) appreciated me enough because they didn't really know me like that, you know, but for them to trust me with that position, you know, and that job, it's a lot, you know, and even now, like I'm, I've been doing it for maybe because I started that like last year in a sense and it's been like a little less than a year and it's just been like so so crazy you know I have learned so much like I've been in places that 
I never thought, you know, we've been, we have worked with like Madison Square Garden, iHeartRadio, you know, all these things that I'm like, what? You know what I mean? So I'm like, you know, this is fun, you know, but it's also a lot of work. It's a lot of pressure because I feel like my, like my boss says and my coworkers say, cause they always give me like compliments and I'm like, no, I could do better, you know, cause I'm really hard on my, I, I always feel like I could be a better marketing person, you know, but then the other day, I was walking on Walmart because I was looking for something for uh, an event that we had. And I was like, there was, I don't even know why I was super tired, but I started thinking about all the things that I have done in the past year. And I started tearing up and I'm like, I give my, and I said, you know what? I'm proud of myself. I have never, never said that to myself like that. And I started tearing up because I'm like, yo, like I work so hard and I, I know that I deserve this, you know? And I'm just like, yeah. I love that yeah. so much. Oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah. So um, okay, so I wanna ask you, what advice do you have to give someone who wants to just like start building their dream life, but they don't know like where to start? Wow, yes, I'm still building it. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm like I feel like every every other like maybe three years or so, like I'm building like a different kind of type of life, you know? Yeah. But it just, you know, I think we should, you should be honest with yourself, you know, like really have a conversation with yourself by yourself, you know, and just understand what is it exactly that you want. Because a lot of people claim or say, you know, I want this type of life. So I want to free this, this and that. But like, do they, like, do they even understand what that is for them? Mm-hmm. You know, because one thing is to see how other people are living and another thing and wanting to be like them. And another thing is to actually understand what is the type of life that you actually need, you know what I mean, or want. Yeah. So for me, for example, I, I see a lot of people that they're out there trying to, you know, copy from other people's lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. And they're not happy because they're trying so hard, but that's because they're not honest. So me, it's like, okay, I see that everybody else is doing their thing and then I admire that. I love it. But I had to have a conversation with myself and be like, okay, Kim, what is it that you exactly want? You know? Yes, I do want to have my own, you know, my own business, you know, like I want to run my own thing, but then I'm okay also working, you know, and then for another company, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, also like when people say you know oh you know uh it's it's better not to to do your own thing instead of working for someone else I feel like we should change that 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 phrase you know why because even if when you have your own business or your own thing you're still working for other people if you think about it because yes whoever yeah you're your own boss you don't have to report to anyone in a sense or by your decisions but you still have to make things for others. So you're working for someone else at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. So there's not, I feel like there shouldn't be a shame of working for another, like for, for a company or, or under someone, you know what I mean? Like, it's okay. If, if that makes you happy to work in a corporation or, or things like that, go for it. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't listen to what other people have to say, like in the back saying, oh, start your own hustle, this and that. Like, that's great. But some people are not built for that. And that's the honest truth, you know, like if you're not built for it, don't, don't uh, try it. You know, I'm not saying not do it, try it. But then some people just simply, they, they love like, you know, 
working for and from nine to five and that's great you know what i mean mm-hmm. but other people want to push push okay you have to have this and that but to me it's like let's push people to be genuinely happy you know i love that yeah genuinely happy. i think there's yeah. such a focus on just like accomplishing things for the sake of accomplishing them because that's just what you've been told you're supposed to do but like why yeah. are you doing it exactly so that's what i'm saying be honest like ask yourself you know why why do i want to do this is it for other people to show off my life or this and this and that or because i really feel like i'm going to be happy finally happy with my life so i think that's to start to build a life you want you have to be honest with yourself period i love that yeah okay so one question about money like how what money lessons do you wish you'd learn when you were younger yeah. Okay. So, so like I said, you know, when I was younger, I was very frugal. I've always been very frugal. <laughs> like, um, so I feel like because I knew how to save money and how to not spend that much money in certain things, you know, I, I, I feel like I wish I knew how to put the money to work. You know what I mean? Or like build even more money. So, for example, when I was in my twenties, I was more responsible than when I'm now, you know, and I, well, I'm responsible now, but I'm saying like, when I was like, you know, my, my, like 21, 22, 23, like, because I had to work, I had to support myself and everything. I was really, really organized. Like I had my envelope system and everything like that, you know, so I was very, very good. So, but because, but I didn't know what to do with the money that I had saved. I wish that I could have like, you know, been educated in the sense like, Oh, how do like, you know, invest or this and that, because by that, you know, by now I should have been having like tons of money, you know, <laughs> with that money, but I didn't. So, you know, I feel like I wish I knew how to make the money work, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about your new side hustle? Yes. So, so it's called Viva Tu Vida. And, um, Basically, it's a, you know, it's kind of like a lifestyle, you know, uh, site where I sell different things like uh, hand stamp necklaces because I love hand stamping. I don't even know, but it's not locked <laughs> anymore. Uh, it's just necklaces. And I also like sell some apparel with some like messages and, you know, Palo Santo because I'm all about that stuff. Sage, Palo Santo, you know, Buena Vibras and stuff. So it's like a little yes. mercadito. So, um, and, and for me, it's like, um, it's a place where I could kind of like put my creativity to work. It's not that I'm not being creative work because I have to be creative work, but this is kind of like, you know, including who, who I am. Like I'm Latina, I'm loud. I like colors. I like this. I like Spanglish, you know what I mean? All these things that I can't do at work, you know, obviously I do it in Vive Tu Vida. So I want to give like, uh, people, you know, mindful-ish, you know, I say mindful-ish because sometimes my, you know, my my messages may be not mindful enough, you know, so it's like kind of mindful. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> like mindful-ish reminders for people to live their own life. That's what Vive Tu Vida means, live your life. And how it started, it was like, okay, you know, after Lux of Promise, I took a break and, but I still, I was still selling necklaces because people will still message me because they like it. And I was like, all right, I'm like, I need to make a little store, you know, like have my new thing. And I'm like, how can I call it, right? So one day I was, um, I, I was uh, preparing myself to go somewhere and I was wearing, I was 
showing my friends what I was going to wear. And I bought this dress from uh, one of my friends. She has like a boutique and she, um, she's like, Oh my God, that dress looks so cute on you, blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't really my style. You know, like I'm really, I have my little style. And then I was like, Oh no, it's showing too much leg, you know, whatever. But I was like, you know, what? it's cute. And I wanted to support my friends. So yeah, sure. Why not? You know, like I'll wear it when I go to Puerto Rico or something, you know? So, <laughs> but I never wore it. <laughs> so I showed it to my friends and they were like, Oh my God, it's so cute. I'm like, no, I think it's too much. And they were like, I, so my friend was like, I vive tu vida. Antes que, no dejes que la vida te viva, you know, meaning like live your life. Don't let it like live for you. Right. Yeah. Or so I was like, Oh man. Yeah. But I still didn't wear it. You know, <laughs> I didn't feel comfortable. So, but anyway, that's, that stuck in me, you know? So I started applying that to everything. Like, Oh, I wanted to do this. Yes. Leave it to be that. Just go for it. You know, it's kind of like a, just go for it. Type it's of your thing. new mantra. Like it's a life yes, mantra. It's a life mantra. So one day I was in New York walking, looking for some uh, materials for my necklaces. And I was like, okay, like what can I call it? And I'm walking and then I'm like, I thought, well, leave it to be that. That's my mantra. Why not? I'm like, that could be such a, um, such a powerful message for people. And I feel like it will represent like everything, you know what I mean? Like, and, and I'm like, I want to tell people, just go live your life. Like I, that's, that's the message that I want to give with everything that I'm, I'm putting on that, on that site. Right. So I was like, yeah. So, uh, I call it Vive Tu Vida, you know, and, um, that's what I do. So like, I have, you know, like I said, like I have uh, a little bit of everything. It's like a little mercadito, a little shop there, you know? I and, love um, it so much. Like it is, if you're looking for stuff that is just going to make you feel empowered, like you can just take on the world. Like you guys need to check out this website. Cause it's amazing. I love yeah. that sweatshirt that you have on that says, was it? My mom told me to be nice, but I know when I pay Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, everybody like I started wearing it like at airport because I travel out for work, and, they, and then every time I go, they'll see see and they, like people that know Spanish, they 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 start laughing. He's like, "Oh, that's a good one." He's like, "I yeah, want man. one, one, one," because you know, every it's like true. Like I feel like you know, yeah, my mom told me how to be like nice, but it's kind of like I'm nobody's pendeja, you know what I mean? Like yes. I'm nobody's fool, you know. <laughs> so that's that's and I you know I include um. Spanish and English because you know I'm bilingual and Spanish is my main you know my primary not primarily but my you know original like language let's say so I feel like I wanted to combine both in my site so if you go to my site you have you see a little bit of everything Spanish English and all that you know yeah and, and um so yeah so like I have my little like little bio where you know I talk about like how everything started what I want like the message that I want to go through and also dedicated you know I I actually uh release uh the um launch it i was launching the website a few days or a day after my great-grandmother passed she passed just passed the uh, december the day after christmas oh, I'm sorry. And, no it's okay so she um she lived her life how the hell she wanted she is the epitome of like vive tu vida you know so when she passed, I was like, you know what? You know, remembering how she used to be, like, she didn't care. Like, let me just give you an example of who she was. She got married. She was living in Ecuador. Once her kids were old enough to kind of do their own thing, she's like, you know what? I want to go to the United States. And my great-grandfather didn't want to. And she was like, okay, fine. I'm, I'm going anyway. And she <laughs> came to the United States. And that's how they were. They were, they never got divorced. He stayed in Ecuador. He passed there. And then she was living here by herself. 
and she did everything she wanted. So remembering her life, it gave me that kind of empowerment and that motivation to finally launch my website because I was selling stuff on the, you know, on the side, people would DM me, but I'm like, you know what, Kim, you gotta make this legit. So um, I have a picture of her and myself when I was little, you know, and you, you, if you see her, she, she's such a diva, you know, she's just like the opposite. I'm not a diva. I'm just like, <laughs> ah, like more like, uh, uh, but it, yeah, so that inspired me too. So I was like, you know what? I, I'm not going to do the exact same things that she did, obviously, but you know, but I want to, I want to follow that. Like if whatever makes me happy, I'm just going to go for it, you know, and having Vive Tu Vida makes me happy. Working my other job makes me happy too. I mean, I don't know what uh, in my destiny is, you know, but I feel like everything that I'm doing right now is kind of helping out to kind of like marinate towards like what I actually want to do. You know what I mean? I love that. So, but yeah. So it, what does happiness mean for you? happiness wow that's a deep question uh, <laughs> oh my god well I I feel like uh, it could be so many things like little things you know I feel like right now happiness um it's being really you know mindful of who I am of what I feel what I want to do you know what I mean like actually thinking about things that I want to do and executing them, you know? Um, because every time that I think I have in the past, I thought about something and then I don't execute them and I feel like shit, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't feel happy with myself, you know? And then now I'm just like, okay, Kim, if you're going to do this, you got to go through it. You know what I mean? You're gonna, you gotta, you got to execute it. So when I do things like that, it makes me happy. And I'm in the, in the stage where I'm like really working on, on myself. You know, and a lot of people throw that out there just to throw it like, oh, I'm working on myself. I'm doing this. And this and that, but are you, you know? Yeah. So I'm being, you know, I've been very, very frugal. Not on the money side only, but also with um, the energy that I surround myself with. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. really, really. Like I used to be a social butterfly, man. And it didn't, early in my 20s, I was all over the place, like going this, there, there. Like I'm still doing that, but now because of work and, and whatnot. But now I observe, you know, I observe energies very, very easily and I get really, really tired. So I, I discovered that and and I started like, I can't do that, you know. So I dedicate sometimes the weekends, I'm by myself the whole weekend. Like I don't really go out. Like there are times, okay, I'm... I'm good. Like I recharge, I'll go out and, and socialize, you know? So for me, that's happiness, you know, like just, just self-care, having, self-care, having control of my, of everything, you know, like now that I'm having control of my finances, of like my lifestyle, I'm eating healthier now, you know, I'm, I'm drinking my gallon of water a day, you know, all this thing, like that makes me happy. So I feel like it starts within, right? And, and people don't understand that like, people just like, oh yeah, I just start with within, but then you think they're starting from within, but they're not really, you know, it's just mm-hmm. to stay, you know, but yeah, I, I discovered that it's, it's really, really important to just start with your own life in order to be, to be happy, like in the outside world, you know? And that um, is so true. Cause I, I can definitely relate to that too. I feel like most of my twenties, I didn't put a lot of emphasis on like physical health and just like, mm. you know, how that kind of permeates throughout the rest of your life because when you like don't feel good you can't really be operating at your best and it's only like in my 30s that I've come to the realization that I need to be really proactive about physical health in the sense of like getting exercise like just getting outside seeing fun like 
sleeping yeah no to shit that just makes me feel bad like that's a no to people that just fucking piss me off you know like yeah you just gotta cut things off that just are not serving you and that like that permeates throughout the rest of your life like once you start being proactive about what energy and what kind of environment you're creating for yourself like i think it ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Makes you not settle for shit that you used to settle for. You know, that's so true. You know, you said saying no. That's happiness. Before, it it used to be so hard for me to say no. I was a yes, 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 yes person. Like, I could... And one day I could be probably going to five different places, you know, and I'm like, and then I will, I'll be like tired. Now I'm just like, no, I can't like, no. Mm -hmm. And I feel so proud of myself when I say no, I feel so happy. I feel like, oh, you know, I feel so empowered, you know, and for some people it's so easy to say no, you know what I mean? But for others, it's for us, like some, some of us, it's like, it's, it's a, it, it was a struggle, but now I'm, it's so easy for me to say that. And, you know, like you said, like, you know, just taking care of your physical, you know, it's like, it's so important. Like I used, like in my early twenties, I was on point. Let me tell you my finances, my physical, like, I don't even know. So now last year I started remembering that Kim, right. And I'm like, how is it that at such an early, like young age or, you know, not that young, but I was so, so, so in charge, you know? And then I realized that I had no choice because I was supporting myself I was doing this, so I had to take care of myself. If I get sick, nobody else can support me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like I had I had to grow up a little earlier than my my friends in that sense. So I did everything, boom, 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 boom. But then I started making more money. I started getting comfortable and stuff like that. So I kind of like kind of went another another way. But yeah. then this year I started doing all this self introspection, and I'm like, what happened? what happened to Kim, you know, that young Kim. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take that back. You know what I mean? I'm going to, so I started, I'm started doing the same thing. Like I have my, my little system where I have my envelopes now, you know, for my finances. Like I'm going old school. Like I, I need to see, like I, I have my budget done, like on, you know, and my Excel sheet and this, but I feel like I need to have some physical paper, you know what I mean? There. Whatever so, works, honey. <laughs> exactly. So I'm doing that now. I'm, I'm taking my, my Zumba classes. I'm young. I'm eating, I'm cooking at home so I can save money also. So yeah. So that for me, like doing that self work, it's important because I feel like even to, to, uh, I guess, share your life with someone else, you know, it's important. Like I feel right now because I'm working on myself so much. Like it's not that I don't want to date or anything like that, but I just feel like I'm, I'm not there yet. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm like halfway, you know? So I'm like, I want to be okay with myself, like hundred percent happy with myself in order for me to be hundred percent happy with, my partner or my favorite partner. Absolutely. That's so important. And so many people like go completely backwards where it's just like, they're looking for somebody else to fix this void and this happiness. And it's like that, that ain't going to come from nobody but you sis. Like it doesn't matter 
what this person says for you does for yes. you. Like if you don't love yourself, like you're definitely not going to be capable of loving anybody. No, else. no, and it, and even and and the thing is like that's why when people start falling for the wrong people because they're fulfilling, they're telling, they're they, they think they're fixing them, you know, but they're not. It's a project. They're doing more damage. They're doing more damage than anything else. Yes. You know, even with that, like now, because I'm like, guys will come and be like, nah, bye, boy. Like, <laughs> no, like now I'm like, no, you, you don't have a job. Bye. No, bye. Bye. You know? <laughs> yeah, we're not. I'm not a social worker. I'm not. Sorry, lo siento. <laughs> lo siento. And I used to be a social worker. Now I'm like, nobody got time for that. You know what I mean? Like, nobody. Yeah. So, you know. I feel you. Oh, God, I love that. <laughs> So where can we find out more about you and follow your journey with Vive Tu Vida and just like everything that you're doing? Because I feel like you're just always doing a million things and I love yeah. it so much. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So, well, my um, personal IG is Kim Flow. So it's with two M's, you know, K-I-M-M Flow. And then I have the uh, Vive Tu Vida uh, Instagram that is Vive Tu Vida Now. And the website is vivetovidanow.com. So that's where you guys can find a little bit more about, you know, what's going on. And then on my personal, like, I, I post a little bit of everything because I, you know, I go to different events in the community as well. So, you know, a little bit of everything. So, yeah. I love it. Kim, thank you so much. This conversation was, like, so popping. Like, I can't even handle it right now. Oh, um, thank you. And for anybody who doesn't know, the way that we first met is that we're actually sorority sisters. Yes, we are. And yes. Shout out to LTA. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I always just felt like, you know, you're one of these women that you just have this energy about you and just this, this, this magnetism and just this glow. And you're just such an inspiring person. And I want everybody to know who you are, because I feel like once they do, they'll get that exact same vibe. And I just wish you the most success in the world, both with your career you. and with your side hustle. I will be getting one of these hoodies like ASAP. For and sure. <laughs> go to Vive. What is it called? Vivetuvida.com. Yeah, it was Viva to Vida was like, you know, it was the whole thing, but don't worry. Right, right? You gotta, now because you gotta live you gotta live your live your life now. You know, that's absolutely now. <laughs> Yeah. Amen. Thank you so much. Well, again. Thank you. Thank you. Um, no, I'm like super excited about, about this conversation. You know, like I love your podcast. I'm always like sharing everything. I'm telling people follow this, follow that, because it's it's the name itself, your quiero dinero. Like ah, you know, I was telling, I was talking to my friend before before this, and he's like, Oh, what are you up to? I'm like, Well, I'm about to record this this thing. And then he was like, he's like, What podcast? I'm like, Yo quiero dinero. It's like, ooh, I like that. Yo quiero dinero. <laughs> yes follow it claiming so, it. we're claiming it that's why i love that because it's just like yes we want it we're gonna get it we're gonna do it it's so. about putting the energy out there but you know thank you so much and i'm like also so proud of everything you do like with your with your blog you know with, like i follow your recipes like I, you know her blog like have saved me like i i i go to your, <laughs> yeah, i go to your website and i'm like oh, oh, oh recipe to how to make this you know what i mean like they're so oh, cute so they're nice. Yeah, yeah, and then you know with the pockets, it's, it's amazing. So yeah, so you know I'm surrounded by a, by a lot of like powerful and inspiring women. So you know I'm grateful for that. Thank you so much for having I, me. And I am grateful for you. Thank you so much for this conversation. Y'all, I told you this woman was inspiring, and I just cannot get over our conversation. We touched on so many topics: starting a business, believing in yourself, 
being independent, doing scary shit. Like there's just so much in this episode to digest. I really feel like I have to listen to it over and over again because this is just like a, we basically handed you a life manual on just how to get shit done and live the life of your dreams. So you're welcome. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, if you guys are loving this episode and loving this podcast, please make sure to share and subscribe. Definitely go over to Apple Podcasts if you have an iPhone and go and leave us a review so that more people can find out about this awesome content and join the party. So until next time, guys, stay inspired, stay entrepreneurial, and stay poderosas. On the Yo Quiero Dinero podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liability with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, omissions or misleading or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated contents constitutes an explicit understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.